Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I twisted it. There it is. Okay. Sometimes you just got to twist it and it'll work. It, it is good to have because... Sometimes you got to twist it and make it work. That's oh, the title yeah. of your sex tape. Sometimes you talk and Dude. you can't... You got to make sure you're a little closer to the mic when, mm-hmm. you, when you're saying words. She never does that. She twists it. Well, well, these these uh, these condensy boys, they'll, they'll get you. Yeah, they're, oh, they'll you, get can, you can be a little farther away and they'll still pick you up. I'm wondering, can I start the show now, Connor? Is that okay? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 Welcome, boys and girls. You've been listening to a lot of jibber-jabber, and that's the beginning of the show. Yeah, good. We got Pete in the studio with us tonight. Hello. Hi, Pete. How's it going, guys? And we got Connor sitting in with us, too. Hi. Because Connor was lonely, and his, his dad locked him out of the house again. So. Him. <laughs> I took too many of his beers. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing him down. <laughs> he never drinks them. I don't want to waste them. Right? He, rob the garage. You it's just going to go bad. The They're just going to go bad. Rob the garage. I end up sleeping in the garage. <laughs> Glad to be back here in the original music school in yeah, Morristown. Man. It's an incredible haven of music. With it certainly is. Special musicians. It really is. It and really is a cool spot. Just I came don't. out playing together and uh, in the in the middle of uh, Morristown Green. That's a very special thing this school does mm-hmm. every year. And yeah. it's just uh, it's so great to see the community come out and continue to support you guys. Yeah. It's it's interesting. You guys got to play today because um, I don't know if you're aware of what today is. John Lennon. Is Bingo. It? Yeah. And it was on a Sunday. Damn. Oh, yo! Yeah, huh? So. I was actually doing a lot of research into Mark David Chapman. It's like it seems, or even the Catcher in the Rye. It seems like that book has uh, tried to cause a lot of people's death. Reagan, Rebecca Schaefer, that actress was yeah, shot, and then Lennon. It's it? really, it's one of those books that got really just you know twisted yeah. by by the reader, you know, because it really is up to the reader to decide that like how that story's. Oh yeah supposed to mean what what that story's supposed to mean, and so many people get read that book and they're like. All these fucking phonies. Like, you do realize that you're one of them, right? Yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> to that point, it reminds me of the family guy. Just, I don't know, just the phonies. Remember that guy? He's like, hey, he's playing the piano. <laughs> he's a fat, fat phony. phony. He's like, he's a phony. His house yes. Hey, you phony, <laughs> phony. <laughs> that was, that, that's an allegory for the obsession that drove Mark yeah. David Chapman, man. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. But, you know, I, I, it was interesting because I, you know, uh, I listened to I listened to two, uh, two things today uh, when I woke up. Uh, I listened to the one hundred two point seven. Scott Muni was the was the DJ uh, on the, on on the radio in New York when John Lennon was shot. So he was the first to break the news. Yeah. And shortly after him, it was on Sunday Night Football. It was Howard Cosell wow. talking to the entire country on Sunday Night Football, and he had you know we just got word that. John Lennon of the Beatles has been shot. Like, you know, it's such a. It's still like, I, like it was 1980. I, like none of us were alive when that happened. I, I wasn't born for a couple more years, but like, was that his actual accent, or was he just trying this like, is to? This Howard Cosell. That's not. That's how Howard Cosell talked. This is Nick Kena giving you an impersonation of Rich Little doing Howard Cosell. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that, that was that's that was Howard. Um, but I like I listened to both of those announcements, and it just you know, it, it just kind of made me think a lot about what how different this world would be if John Lennon had lived a little longer. 
you know. To that point, I just want to say that um, in my research and just in looking mm-hmm. back and observing all this time, they say that John Lennon had th- enough influence to change any American election the night before, meaning that people were listening to him so closely oh, yeah. and cared about what he said. Because as he turned away from the commercial and the mainstream, uh, whatever it is, him and Yoko, I mean, there was a more political agenda of making people aware of things, highlighting poverty. Oh, and the, the FBI had a, had a file on, on oh, John yeah. Lennon that was like three inches thick. I mean, yeah. they were watching him because he was, he he became the epicenter of this cultural thing and like, you know, and, you know, preaching peace, which, you know, wartime America, that's not really good for business. No, it's not. Like I said, <laughs> follow the poppy fields, follow the poppy fields. Yeah, no, follow the money, and, follow the money. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so fucking true. But yeah, like, you know, I just think about like what else we could have gotten, uh, what, what else would have happened if he had lived longer. Mm-hmm. I bet like they would have done live aid. Yeah, you know? and what would have been the culmination of his political helping, or at least his social revolution? Right. What would have been the, because it was, he was on his way. There was no, I mean, he was, he was very influential. He had all that stuff, but he, he would have, I mean, look, if, if, if the current president can become the president, then what if John, you know, John Lennon could have become a president? Well, oh, no, wait, he was, yeah. You got to be a U.S., yeah, you got to be born not. in the U.S. But to the point, he would have had. Which is why would, Schwarzenegger never, never right. ran for president. He was a pretty good governor, but. But uh, m- minus the presidency, he could have, he could have taken that political uh, ascension. Oh yeah, for sure. A very big platform. For sure. And that's probably why they were, you know, scared of him, in my opinion. I was actually listening to an interview of his like months ago, and he said something that really resonated with me where he was talking about, he's like, there's all these like kids growing up and they're trying to be like these like virtuoso musicians. And he's ta- he goes on to say about how like he just can't stand that because like everyone's just kind of sitting there trying to make it a pissing contest when they should really be out there like expressing themselves and like trying to get a point across to people. Right. And I thought that was like really powerful because as a person who like is like just like more like instrumentally driven, I was like, wow, like that's a really cool way of thinking about it because why do I need to sit there go like trying to act like I'm the greatest bass player ever when really I could just make my art and, and never like, have and to let worry about that talk, ever. Like let your art speak for you. It was yeah, well, it was very validating for me because you know I do the loop thing and I yeah. was just like, oh, is it like, should I just like grow up and like just play bass for people? But it was like, <laughs> no, like it's important to express yourself, and if you really feel you need to say something, that's really what real art is. Yeah, you know, like playing thirty second notes has is not going to resonate with people. And, and if you you know, and and it really is like we've become such a this like cult of personality in music, in popular music at least. You know, and it's not about there's no there is no substance to these songs anymore. It's it's just strutting around talking about how cool you are or well, yeah, at least in the mainstream. And me, yeah, popular pop music. Right. And know. also, I find hey, as from my classical background, we were bred like racehorses. They didn't want you to be friends with people. They didn't want you to listen oh, yeah, you, to you anything. Had, like you had your blinders on. Yes. You, this is what you're doing. Oh, yeah, you know. And let's and, let, and let's actually let's let's get to that. We should talk about him, right? Because you're because <laughs> you're not from New Jersey. <laughs> no, I'm not. So I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. This is a show <laughs> for New Jersey musicians. <laughs> Dylan, we've been over this. Quit sneaking people in on me, well, all right? he's here now. He's a foreigner. I'm a carpetbagger. <laughs> I'm a carpetbagger. I literally am. Well, so whereabouts in Pennsylvania did you, did you grow up? Did you guys have electricity or? <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually in the heart of the Amish mafia, truly. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Okay. Where you, you were more likely to see people, um, you know, 
drag racing buggies. And yeah, so you, see, seeing, you see your like, Mennonites and, yeah, your, and your Quakers yeah. and your Amish. Yeah, yeah. I, all, I mean, but there's, I, you know, I kind of growing up now and looking back at them, that's it's. I kind of have a lot more respect for them. Just they, they, they see it all, and they're just saying, "No, we're just gonna yeah. keep being, we're just gonna keep being this local organic community that keeps effervescing, even though." Well, and no one's allowed to use a zipper. <laughs> Because the devil, apparently. Dude, know. zippers are dangerous. <laughs> they can be. It's because they all yeah. come from Japan. Sure. They, all, they all come from Japan. Oh, look, they Amish? don't import. The Amish? No, not the, the, the zipper. zipper. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, my God. How great would that be if there were Amish Japanese people? That's some good Amish, Wait, there. Amish Samurai. Or Hammerai. No, Amish Cyborg Hammerai. These are Rick and Morty characters. Yeah, well, I'm getting lost. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Either way, I'm it's from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lan- Lancaster, PA. Okay. So I, can, I, I uh, was born in Baltimore, Maryland. My whole family ended up there, and I was educated all in Pennsylvania through college and then I met up with some really cool people from this town and uh, I it was my roommate his dad John Schwank you know Schwank, it's, 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 Schwank. He just, I don't know the guy but that's a great name uh, guy, he's knows a, dude, to, he, guy knows how to put together a party for sure yeah well, I'm sure it's a schwanky party he's a rank <laughs> he's was, a wrangler he's right there he, but he, he just yeah. brought me to this group of, like Glenn Mulligan the spare mm-hmm. tire but all that stuff he brought me right into the to the heart of all that at the captain's house we were having a pizza jam at the pizza jams yeah, yeah these just little bohemian I still, haven't gotten, I still haven't gotten to one of those oh they're so fun to. I, I, yeah, I want to go it's just I'm always working you know I, I, I get invited all the time, uh, you know, because I, I, I know a lot of those it, cats. It is on a Sunday, though, like in the middle of a Sunday. Yeah, well, I, if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna start drinking before I host an open mic, it's just gonna get worse. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like you know, I didn't have my first drink until we started rolling the show because. It's just the way it is. Like I'm not gonna start drinking before I go to work. It's just <laughs> you gotta drink during or after. Uh, during, during, yeah, never during. before. <laughs> like I might have one. Like if I'm not feeling good, like if I wake up with a cold or a sore throat, I'm probably having like a hot toddy or you yeah. know, at least a bourbon before I take a, a hot shower before I you know leave yeah. the house, and it just kind of shakes all the all the crap out of my guts. And you do you do owe it to yourself to go to one because you know when we're doing my podcast, we're talking about like community. Yeah, like you never feel more. Like New Jersey actually has a scene going on than when you're at a place like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. sure. And that that was uh, one of the reasons that really really drew me to this place because musicians that you guys like for all uh, the, the the typical um, problems you have in music, but there, there's a thick. You guys have thicker skins and you guys have closer bonds. I just noticed that the bands are just really really into what everyone's doing as. An individual and mm. as a unit, and yeah. I, and you see that when they break up and they do yeah. like little acoustic things when it's like two of them, or when they like switch it around. It's like you guys, you guys mm-hmm. will switch it up on the drums and bass and stuff, especially at the uh, open mics. Yeah, and that's just that's that is really cool because um, again, I come from this tradition, this archaic tradition of stay in your lane and like we said, be the best instead of being individual. Those were kind of the messages, and then here, yeah. that's all. It's like screw it. You're mm. a mosaic. You're part of the mosaic. There's no picture there's just pieces of the mosaic no one person is so you were classically trained uh, i also th- what, what, how old were you when you started playing piano uh i was about two years old wow yeah, so but here, here's the thing um fuck you so your it whole was, life <laughs> so like that, that whole thing was Jesus. like in your life the whole time like that's crazy yeah and actually that I, really uh not to get too wow, ideological with old. it but um i I, that it's that's what I'm here to have a relationship with is music through the medium of the piano. That's my mm. that's that's really the tie that binds me to this place. When I was a child, when I was two years old, my parents got one of my siblings this little toy piano that you just kind of it was like like maybe 13 keys and like then we would it, no, none of them touched it whoever it was for and um, 
then I just would come back from church and just remember these melodies. It's very basic penta. Riley was just talking about pentascales, just very simple melodies, and just play them out and just and just start to get involved. The shapes of music, and that's just what drew it to me. Just listening to these 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 huge pieces by Tchaikovsky and Rachmaninoff, mm. even at the age of like three, I have no idea what's going on, except I can just it's this perfunctory correlation of shapes i just knew that that was a cool arrangement of something like your poetry. ear your ear had this massive erection <laughs> <laughs> you had a, you had an ear erection <laughs> i was like three years old like mom i can't hear you like, <laughs> <laughs> you got a dick in your ear what is this <laughs> shit <laughs> <that get> there? <laughs> and um you went to penn state yeah main yeah. campus yes wow for, for classical music and that was just a kind of a rude awakening it really was because i was just i was very immature I wasn't ready for uh, what they were sort of proposing. And, uh, Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> but it was just, it was very rigorous. And it was just, I, I'm just like, you know, I, the discipline, do it all, get that fine. But I mean, like, oh, at the end of the day, I just want to, I want to be my crazy fucked up self. And it was just, since I, I went from Catholic school to Penn State, which, I, you know, I love my alma mater, but there is a correlation to pedophilia between Catholic schools and Penn State. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just keep going to all these institutions of like, what's going on? But anyway. I, so just, do you want to show me on the doll where your, where your music teacher touched you? <laughs> right here in my heart. No. And then he went a little lower. But, oh, jeez. Oh, God. Well, you and me kind of like, not the Catholic thing, but like as far as like being <laughs> trained to like, to, yeah, as far as the pedophilia is concerned. No, like the, the whole being trained thing, like the thing that always kind of bothered me was it was like, I mean, like, I respect all my teachers for giving me, like, a little bit of harsh reality and going, like, yeah. hey, just so you know, like, if you're going to do this for real, you're going to go out in the world and it's going to be kind of a cold and scary place. But, like, you know, I learned so many things that were really cool, but, like, no one ever really, like, was like, hey, like, maybe, like kind of like work on yourself a little bit like yeah, not in the sense of like you know do all your arpeggios and all your scales but it was like you know if you had sort of a thing going on i never really had a teacher that was like well why don't you just do that yeah like why don't absolutely. you make that thing you know and that always kind of really bothered me that was like i mean i know it's hard because as a professor like i mean you're dealing with hundreds of people a day but it was like it was always like the advice was always like, well, you know, just learn how to play with the big boys. And it was never something like, well, what's like the thing that you like like to do? Exactly. No, exactly. Like how can we train that and nurture that to make you a more adaptable person? And it's funny because being an adult and actually doing it for real, it's like that's actually what you're doing. You're putting yourself into situations. I actually find that that's like one of the easiest way to teach kids oh, is to try to just encourage them to tell you what they like about music because so much of the other traditions have been like, here's what you like about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me like, tell what? you what you like. Yes. Let me tell you what's going to change the way you think about music. How about no? How about you ask? Yeah, so, it's it's a it's 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 that's a question that doesn't get asked enough. No, and an insane concept. So there was this photographer, and like I think it was like. Um, it was in the 20th century, and uh, his thing was he spent like 30 years taking pictures of snowflakes, and he did he, he would get them all close, and like mm -hmm. he found out in 30 years that there are no two snowflakes yeah. that are the same, and that's not just some crummy hallmark metaphor. That's actually the beautiful potential of this reality and this universe to make something that looks the same, but it's always going to be fundamentally different, mm -hmm. always, and that's that's that that is that is so cool, and that's exactly what people are because. Whether you believe in evolution, whatever you believe in, like this all stemmed from one thing. So everybody you see is an extension of consciousness and another way to express that. And, and everybody has something about them that makes them 
unique and totally yeah. different than somebody else that was born. And, that, and again, this isn't har- Hallmark cliches. This is like actual science, and it's really cool. Well, I, I mean, you think know, about I don't know. I, mean, I, got, I, got a, I got a call bullshit on that. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 And I appreciate your metaphor. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I truly do not believe that no two snowflakes are exactly like and because there's no way of actually finding that out nope there isn't there's yeah, no way you can right. round up every fucking snowflake mm-hmm. line them all up for a picture yeah but, that, but it is fair but, but it is interesting but, you know what though I, I'll, there's I'm no gonna, way to I'm not gonna, prove it well, I, have, only, I have a counter argument to that if you don't mind me the numbers, for a sure. second is well that's a whole other thing that I actually want to talk about for a second but no like it's like think about it like that's why you know exactly what we're talking about is kind of like you know you think about the most like prolific songwriters and like musicians ever and they weren't really good old boys doing everything they were told yeah you know those guys are out there you know know, breakers I get the the point I do I was just just calling bullshit on the snowflake (laughs) well I'll have to start looking (laughs) there's no way to know there is no way to know ever it's so infinite (laughs) not to get not to get too off topic but you know no but um no but it is very it is very true and like um we you know everyone comes at this from a different unique place and it's one of those cool things I like you know hosting all these open mics you'll i'll hear this i'll hear you know 20 30 different people play the same song yeah and it sounds different every time because they're coming at they're all attacking it from a different angle yeah they're coming at you know some guys you know some guys really focus on the guitar some guys focus more on the on the vocals some guys don't focus on either and you know <laughs> and we get we get bass players <laughs> 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 Nick, that hurts. <laughs> Somebody burped it out. You almost made him throw up. <laughs> I would be sick. I have a spit. I'm gonna go pay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Connor's leaving. We can all talk about him then. <laughs> you guys see his weird dong? Yeah. It's like, it's like it hooks. He pees orange. I've seen it. <laughs> he has to work. Well, it's like you ever notice he ne- it, it can never be like a straight stream of pee. It's always like a like a split. Oh, you know. I have that. He's like a bifurcated penis. I hate when that happens. Oh, him? Yeah, I was gonna say. I hate. I hate that too. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to have a fun night, though. Dylan, I like your. I like your sweater. It's, oh, thanks. It's um, confusing a little. It's um. Is he? Is he supposed to? Is Santa Claus spo- supposed to look Filipino? <laughs> He's breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I don't know. It's a. It's 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 a, it's a joke on on the old um, you know like '90s. Oh yeah, no, family photos with, with where you have the, like the, the silhouette. reflection. Yeah. And I think so. A Santa Claus with it with a cat, and then there's a reflection of Santa Claus over there. I lost one of the one of the poofy things on the end of his hat, but I have I still have one left. But it, I'm gonna cat. lose it. I'm gonna lose it tonight, probably. Cats will probably. Lose that you know what? I actually, I would actually the, really the love to ask actually, you because have, feel this. Well, you, know, you know what you should do before you lose the pom pom on that shirt. Oh God, you should just amazing, you should just right? burn the shirt. It's the best. because if you lose it, you might find it. So, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not following. I, so I, have, wait, to wait, I have to leave. Uh, it's okay. We got it. Wait, I'd actually. Pete, it's, just Pete, this, would, it's this button, right? Okay, good. Pete, I would, Pete, I would love to ask you a question. All right, shoot. So, when you found yourself, because like you know, we're talking about like nurturing the thing you're good at, right? yeah. And you know, you and me have both kind of been through the college ringer of like, wake up, you're doing this, you know, wake up. Um, no, so, like, what were some of the benefits? Because I'm sure this has happened to you where, like, you know, you had, like, a teacher that was like, okay, you, I don't care if you like this, you have to learn it. Like, yeah. what do you think you, like, what were some of, like, the positive things you got out of that? So, definitely, um, I just, just to kind of circumnavigate the brain a bit, I, de- 
there there were instances absolutely where I was devoid of discipline, like no discipline. And in those moments where teachers are making you do something, absolutely, it helps you kind of kind of kind of marries you to this concept of sticking with something. Yeah. Or like even if you don't like it, just do that and just and just push through and see the results. That's so very important because now I kind of forget that because I like all the results now. I like doing all the stuff that yeah. when I was that age I didn't like doing. So it, the only positive um, is that I'm very glad that they made me do that. But in the same instance, uh, and again, not to be so negative, but I also felt that it wasn't so much as empowering. You know, I, I, when, yeah. I, when that was happening, I, I, until I met Daniel, my current teacher, who's Daniel Colalello, you guys know him. Oh, I think dude, he's, he's fantastic. fantastic. I'm grew up with a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> he's incredible, dude. He's he's, dude. He's, he's 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 got the tiniest hands, and he's like he the just, best piano player. Little baby hands. He's amazing, dude. He was sixteen. I hope he doesn't hear us talking about this. <laughs> I am well, sharing this on my Facebook. He talks about how fucking tiny his hands are. No, but so seriously though, so this guy, he was sixteen years old. He was a drummer. He played drums for like. Two or three years or something, mm-hmm. crushing it, and then decided to become and a musician. Like, I'm gonna become a- no. He's like, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfairly. Dig at it, just dig at it. Fuck drummers. Stick the knife no, in so, it, twist it. So he, at the age of sixteen, he decides I want to be a classical pianist. Yeah, that's insane. That is crazy. Yeah, it's. it's and not, he's doing it's, it. That's not a thing most teenagers would just. Decide on their own. Yeah, no. but even you like, can attest to that. But even you, like you were told to do it from the age of two. But even like, not to. But even like in terms of logistics, like there's no way, man. That's yeah, a lot. To, that's a lot of yeah. schooling to catch it's up. It's just on. never going to happen. But, but, like, but he fucking he, did it because because he yeah. loved it and he committed to it and he, and, he you know, the results speak for themselves. Oh, like, for sure. It was amazing, something dude. he was really passionate about. And uh, I hope to meet him. You know, he he really like took. Oh, he's a great fucking. He's guy. like he's like the, 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 the a shining example of taking something that you really love and that you really want to do, focusing on it, and then getting to a, this excellent point. It really kind of on. it really kind of blows the whole myth of talent, honestly. Well, exactly. Like if you, if you like something and you work on it, you like will be good. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's equipped. Everyone has this equipment, yep, this neuro. And I know that there are deficiencies, in it, but but at like I use this word again, perfunctory. At the most very basic level, we're all electrochemical light engines with hydraulic appendages, and we can use those and code those. So we can code those. Dylan's and that's being a the robot co- now. <laughs> but it's so true. Like you literally can sit there. And 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 if you have the patience, if you have the if you have the mental capacity not to beat yourself up, like so many people in every system, they're they're kind of like uh, you get a little gun shy because you're rewarded with making a mistake very poorly. You know I think it's mean? okay to beat yourself up. It's just like you're going to persevere instead of just run exactly. away. Exactly. Oh, we're always going to be you know? we're always going to be our own worst critics. Oh, that's why I like Daniel. Too. And going back to the original point of how that helped me, he starts. From the anatomical level and works up and everybody else every fucking body else is listening to the sounds you make and then they want to go down and they eventually get to the problems like you're not making that sound you got to make this sound it's like okay how do i do that how right. do i do that not you got to do this instead of that it's like no if you can actually get in the schematics and get in the architecture and talk about what room you're in where you want to go and, and that's the beauty of music to me oh, dude it's like you're, well, you're you coding me, it you and me have always been good about this is like when i teach and you've always been good about this too it's like i'm just giving you information yeah. you do whatever you want with that if you're into something yeah i'll show you this band i'll show you that band i'll show you this artist but like if you're not into it i'm not going to sit there and just jam it into you right. hoping you're going to like it I mean I had a I've been teaching this guy and he's awesome he's been learning bass and you know 
we were doing these like little dexterity drills, just getting all your fingers warmed up. And he started doing uh, paint it black, and he kind of knew it, but like he was doing the thing that every new guy does, where you just move your first finger around. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we'll talk about playing in position, and we kind of like worked out the fingering. And he was like, should I like look up tabs on my own? And I was like, look, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you're paying me to make sure that like you're doing everything as effortlessly as possible and you're developing yeah. your technique properly go and learn whatever you want to exactly. learn exactly i'm just trying to teach you proper technique and proper instincts i've been using that right. word a lot lately yeah. actually as opposed good to word. just technique good word because it's like really good technique is good instincts oh for sure you know if your hand will just naturally do this and you're not like ditching your pinky and, and once, like hyper extending yourself and, and the more the more comfortable you are with, you know, listening to your instincts, mm -hmm. the easier it is to to work on the fly. Right. You know, yeah. like last night, we, you know, we had we had a gig. You walked you walked in the door. We were at the end of Sympathy for the Devil, mm -hmm. and for no good reason whatsoever, we went. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil turned into Sex Machine by James Brown. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I heard that, and I was like, "The instincts." And I'm like, it oh. just, I just rolled, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, I know this song. I'm just gonna sing the words to Sex Machine over Sympathy for the Devil, and it's gonna be awesome." And it was. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, I hadn't even walked in the door yet. I was walking from my car to the door, and I heard Sex Machine, and I was like. Wait a minute. Am I at the right place? <laughs> <laughs> We've never but, done it before. Yeah, but it was cool. Instincts took over. You just knew. The groove was right, and. I wouldn't have been able to do that when I was like, you know, 18 years old. I wouldn't have been able to just like right. jump from one song to the next w without thinking about it, without yep. without cues. And I just, you know, I just started singing. I looked at Mike. I'm like, we're doing we're doing Second Machine. He's like, I guess we are. It's going to happen. You know what I like to add to that is I like how like, this is why I like the word instincts is because we were talking technique, but you're playing music. Instincts also develop your ears as well. Oh, oh so it's yeah. like yeah, proper technique's good and all, but when you start to develop those instincts, both physically and eerily, orally, orally, ocularly, I think it's eerily. ocular. I believe. I think you're. I think it's eerily. Okay, let's let's, let's agree to disagree Ooh. that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you develop those instincts. It's like you're just you're just in the fucking zone, dude. Seriously, it's fucking awesome. I mean, to that point, um, I've I've actually substituted the word technique in my lessons for control because that's what it is. Mm. It's just all control. And so, what you guys are talking about, instincts and technique, that's control and communication. So, what the four of us are doing right now is we're firing off our cerebral cortexes and doing all this stuff and we're making communication without thinking about it we're not right. thinking about the muscles no. this turning into a tongues. Joe Rogan uh, podcast <laughs> <laughs> are you still talking about DMT <laughs> no once you start getting into DMT <laughs> yeah. then yeah but the beautiful <laughs> thing about being a coded thing is that we're recapitulating communication I'm just talking to you boys I'm not thinking about it if I thought about it I'd fuck it all up that's what music <laughs> yeah, is yeah, yeah. that's what music yeah. is Is you get it's a whole other level of communication Absolutely. which requires instinct and technique or control. Like, control. if I didn't know how to yeah. speak... <laughs> well, you do do that. <laughs> <laughs> Often. There's the P we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, you, know, you, know, you know what word I, I hate to use? Because right you, you brought up the number system Whistle a little while back. <laughs> you brought up the number system a little while back. And, like, when I teach theory... My big fucking no-no word for myself is boners. rules. <laughs> rules. Okay. Well, rule. uh, no, I, no, no. You can't say boner. No, you can't. I can't even say it on this podcast. But so. you know, too late. <laughs> no, but it's like I hate the word rule because yeah. there's no rules. I always say this is how it grows. Yeah. So it's like 
the one chord is major. The two chord is minor. Yeah. That's how it is when you build the scale. But tons of songs have a major two chord. You know why? Because it sounds really bright and it's like got this uplifting sound. Yeah. If you want to do that, fucking do it. <laughs> just do it. Just, now just have just it your way, baby. It. But now you just understand it on a better level and yeah. you can work your way around it, you know? And that I is, hate the word rule when you're teaching music. Yeah, it's it like is my least favorite word. Because there's these natural laws and we're just copying them. But that's It's like, the it's way free. it grows. So do whatever it you want, though. It is. The best it's, music does not stay in the confines of seven notes, if you ask no, me. No, it doesn't. Did you guys ever see that stuff? Um... Where or, uh, it's a video where the you and you can do this and you 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 just take a metal plate. I think I showed you boys this uh, oh, yeah, a year ago. You fact, take a metal plate and yeah, and you yeah. throw sand on it. Oh yeah, and then you put a a, a a charge through it, and then it will actually reveal to you some sort of hexa. It's a long word, but it's all hexagonal. Yeah, but they're like these beautiful images, though. Yeah, and that's all because mm. a Tesla. Uh, if you want to think Pink Floyd, it's you are only coming way. in through it's, waves. It's, yeah, it's just showing the way that the wave, the, the electricity of the current is rolling yeah. through that metal. Everything is waves. Everything is that eighth valence electron, electron getting wrapped over and over again. That's what time is. It, it, the reason it can keep going over and over again is because it's, yeah, it's, it, that time is either on the first or fourth dimension, but it keeps wrapping over and it's not squishing us. Like, this is the whatever millionth year of Earth, and, like, we don't feel the weight of time above us. I mean, maybe we feel the weight of living. I feel it. I fucking feel it. You know I mean? You're so handsome. You're still young. <laughs> Pete, Pete, you're still young. It, it, I feel so fucking old. That's the other thing. It's going to fucking hit you, man. Hanging out with 50-year-old rockers all the time. Like, you wake up sometimes, like, oh, my back hurts. It doesn't. But you're like, you're like oh, i got to fucking see my ex-wife. And I don't have one. But, like, you, you start to adopt these problems. And you're like you're like an alcoholic all of a sudden with gray beard. You're looking, at, looking at your phone like, ah, uh, what's this app? Do you have this app on your phone? You have this clock. How many app? app how many apps do you have on your phone? <laughs> you, you got the alarm clock on there. Uh, a, a point I want to make just to be heard before I die is like I honestly feel because we're like killing, boomers. we're murdering you right after this. I time. hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got, I got a bunch of tarps upstairs. We're all set. Oh, dude, get some lemon pledge. <laughs> we're just gonna throw you up. For the we're gonna kill you upstairs. We'll get you some throw bees. You off the we'll roof. get some Burt's bees. <laughs> let the, let the, we'll let the dry cleaner next door deal with something it. Something came off the roof. I love the departed. We can talk about that. <laughs> right now. Wait, 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 you're gonna um, say something good though. You're gonna yeah. say something good though. So boomers are honestly like the first generation of iPads or iPhones, and we're trying to upload the latest software on them and it does not compute. They are just, in terms of what they anatomically are and what they came from in the time period, uh -huh. it's actually kind of scary. Never since the printing press has there been such a human social revolution that affected everybody than putting all this in, in our hands and stuff. And so the boomers... They, 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 they actually, you know, they're walking around like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, they don't understand. The world is so different. And it I is. guess everybody goes through changes, but imagine that. Even when I was a kid, I played outside. And now if you're a kid and you play outside, they think something's wrong with you and send you to therapy. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's true. In the mud, yeah, dude. It's like, well, you, no, you can't go outside. You can so. get abducted. <laughs> no, but when you think about it, what's I'm an, what's I, I was an ugly kid. About? They never worried about me getting kidnapped. That was hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, that, that kid Danny across the street. Yeah, we never saw him again, though. <laughs> but whatever, he was kind of a prick. It, all, it, it worked itself out, you know. Nature has a way. Nature, life Natural finds a way. Life, life you know what? You know what? He went to Narnia. That's what happened. Ah. He found the door to Narnia. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so, um, so from Penn State. Um, did you go? Did you go back to Lancaster? No, no. So like directly yeah. from Penn State to Jersey? Yeah. So my parents, these crazy strict Catholics, they're like, "All right, you've got six months in our house, only six months, and then you have to leave." And I'm like, "I'm actually going to New Jersey now." And they're like, "What?" 
<laughs> they were so oh, shit, pissed. he called our bluff. Like. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were pissed. They were pissed. And, and, but I mean, and, I'm just, like, Mom, I'm going, to, I'm going to just under New York. Not even New York. I'm going just under New York to make it. I'm going to make it. They're like, you're going to make this family look like shit, you fucking son of... No, they don't really say Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. They would never swear. She no, probably won't listen they won't. No, they just literally just like crack a bot like randomly. Be like, oh, says Leviticus. See, says right there. You can't go. <laughs> Leviticus, he was never in Jersey. He never had cannoli. <laughs> Leviticus doesn't know shit. Oh, you mean Levi from down the window? Yeah, Levi. Man. Yeah, well. <laughs> the book, of, the book of Tony. The so, Gospel of Tony. Came, came, I came here. And Thanks be to Gabagool. Testoroso. Oh. So um, I come here to this crazy town. I get. I kind of get involved with all these people. And then from How there. How long ago was that? That was. Um, Three years ago? Yeah, 2000. Uh, it was December Three, 2016. December yeah, so you're still, 2016. You're still kind of new to the scene still. Three years ago. Yeah, yeah. it's only three what, years. I, I, I came uh, the summer of my junior year of college, actually. So I, I'd been coming here. I like scoped I like lived with uh, Sharon, actually, for a summer. And uh, and that was really what hooked. I'm like I'm I'm getting Sharon. out. Brackelman's. Oh, I, I love. Think you, yeah, stop hitting that thing. So sorry. I love I love Sharon. Oh, she's good. Me now. We 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 go we go back a few years. She's she's a real sweet. Also, yeah, her house is so talented. Oh my gosh, absolutely. She's a I've, I've, I've never music. been to her house. Her house rules. I, I I've heard <laughs> we got um, trouble a lot there. But uh, I, I burned well, some wooden <laughs> sculpture. Would you like to tell that story? You're such an idiot, dude. I swore. I told the story. It's your show. Oh my god. It's I think it's actually better if I tell it. Yeah, I was the one that was wasn't as drunk as him. Boy, you burn my sculptures. <laughs> so I was sucking dick in Asbury Park. Me and Peter started hanging out, and I, I like to, I like to, I don't know, I like to think that he thought that we were dating, and he would get really nervous. <laughs> like, we, we hang out like three times a week, and like I'd go over to the, That's I'd go dating. over to the house. It'd be like eight o'clock at night. And I'd walk in, and he was already drunk. And I'd be like, Peter, what's going on? I was like, oh, I was just really nervous to hang out. And he'd be like, convulsing like, in the corner. Dude, I would say three or four times, he was like, I'm going to go grab some more beers. I'll be back in a minute. And I'd finish a cigarette, and i smoke American Spirits, so it's like 15 Ten. minutes later. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, he's, he's asleep or something. And I'm like, this has happened three or four times. Oh, I, I know. Or like, I walk, I walk into, the, into the house. The bathroom was never closed. I just closed. hear the, the, the water running so hard. There's mist all throughout the house. And like, I just go to the bathroom, and he's just standing there butt naked. <laughs> Didn't pull the curtains back and close the door. Are totally not drunk. That was your Doors cue, buddy. Open and he's just standing there like this, just literally in shame, <laughs> in shame, just waiting to get, Dude. just waiting to get railed. Like, back to, like that's know. a navy shower. The wall, like, the hell, man. I, I don't know what it was. It was really odd. I, it was really odd. Dude, I would just like come home from this place after giving it my all and just like crawl in that shower sometimes, and I would not come out until I looked like a fucking prune. <laughs> so. We're I just played a gig with fifty-year-olds. I'm staying in the shower until I look <laughs> until I look like a fifty-year-old. Peter Peter <laughs> loves fire. Oh boy. Oh. And oh, yeah, there, fire. the fire was perfect. It was totally fine. There was nothing wrong but with the it. The problem was it wasn't close enough to the tree branches. This is, I'm trying to get into his head for a second. It wasn't close enough to the branches. Okay. So Burn. he had to keep putting he more had to keep fire. Putting fuel. More on the fire. Yeah. It was a it was a beautiful fire already. Did Bye not need more. Fire. So Sharon, or Sharon, so Sharon had this really nice little setup like around this giant tree of like these little tree stumps. Peter just picks them up, starts lobbing them into. Them. So it was her. It was her assistant, her dental assistant, who was like, "Man, this is gonna be heard by people. How do I frame this?" Um, she was a. Uh, she was a quirky character with some quirky 
habits. <laughs> Let's not say your name to not embarrass. Let's not embarrass yeah, her. Yeah. And so she was all. She was like. She was definitely on some shit. And so, um, so she just decided one day while she should be doing like dental work that I'm just gonna make a sculpture out of a bunch of old wood. So that's what she did. She made. She lined the garden with this old wood, and I'm like, it's gonna rot someday. It should be there forever. So I thought we could burn it, and there would be no trouble. Yeah, I said there'll be no trouble. Is, he's like, he's like, she's not even gonna notice. She's, she's not even gonna notice. all the time. <laughs> it's not a big deal. So the next First day, thing, oh my in god, in the morning, oh. I, I get now. You know me. It's like. It's hard to get them up. Noon. <laughs> so first thing in the morning, around one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get up and I just hear, I just hear the shit. Ass crack at noon. Just, just <laughs> ass crack at noon. Dude, I, I, just, I just hear Sharon just like, Peter. Peter. It's, oh, my God. Just she so, never yelled. No. But that was Germans don't yell. Part. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah Germans I, get quiet. Well, she doesn't seem to me like the yelling type, but words are going to get further apart. Uh, <laughs> and... <yes. laughs> That's when you'll know you fucked up. You're in trouble. Yeah. It's the ger- it's the, you know it's, it's the equivalent to like for us when like you hear your full name. Oh yeah. When Jonathan they space Michael out Taylor. their words, you're in trouble. Dude, I cannot stop. I think I'm. Dude, I it's the hair. It's the haircut. You look like Kramer. You got a flailer. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Hey, what's going on? You're not gonna go to a comedy club after this and, and say, say bad words. Say no, 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 right, no, 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 no. Okay. I actually did some stand up actually in New York and in North Egypt. That's a lot of fun. You did? Yes, it's so much fun. Especially when you are a fucked up person, and like you can well, actually most re- most comics are. Oh, you have to be. right because you weren't really t- doing bits; you were just talking about. Yeah, I was just talking. Life. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's so many more interesting stories. God, I'll have to think of. They never come. They never uh, come to mind when they have to. I mean, there's just so much stuff happened at that place, dude. I've never seen you sleep outside except on the trampoline, <laughs> and you look small. You actually look small. That thing. It was like we swallowing had a, we you had up. a lovely evening out oh, on the trampoline. Dude, we used to get like, look, I'm not look. Being a musician is working with crazy energy and and and, and, and crazy people, to work, and then you have to replenish it. Somehow. You gotta, when, you gotta let loose you, after. Yeah, you, you just got. To. And I'm not saying drink. I'm not saying take other stuff, but just find a habit you like. Just do the birds bees. Yeah, dude, you're beezing. Actually, I got some birds bees if you dude, want. Dude, when I actually oh, uh, birds bees is the shit. No, but hang I, on I got the, the gotta, coconut pear birds bees right now. He doesn't. He doesn't. He we're we're not talking about. Dude, I won't can say. You please, her, can yeah, you please explain? Yeah, so you, I won't you say her name. This. You gotta hear about. I won't this. say her name, but one of the first times I ever saw a girl that I dated. I'm like, yo, hang on, I got a bees, and she's like, uh, okay, and I pull out this like Burt's bees, and you just put it right on your eyes, <laughs> and she's just staring at, yes, you do, oh boy, oh what a burn, we got addicted to, we got addicted to everything back then, bees, but, um, Bert, Burt's bees, not everything, on your, sorry, on your, uh, on your eyelids, eyelids. With, with with a mint one, with the mint, it's got to be like What's a that mint, gonna do? oh boy, it's gonna oh fuck my you up. god, dude, no, you see, dude, anything. I'm telling you, no man, it's something, it's not nothing, it's so much. I wish I could. If I could, then I wouldn't need therapy. All I can think about is, you ever see um, Four Rooms? No. It's a, it's a Tarantino <laughs> flick. Um, it's like it's one. You know, it's 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 like six stories in one movie, and nice. in one of the. Was that his first one? No, it's uh, it came out. It came out ninety uh, four. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we get? Can we just get him like a Garth Brooks mic? Can we just like, take my hands behind mics? my back? So I'm, I'm just totally awesome. okay with that. We actually we have one in the back. We should just give him the Garth Brooks mic. <laughs> I'll be more honest. <laughs> but um, no, th- 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 there's this one scene. Um, this busboy has been hired to, to babysit 
these two kids at the in this hotel. So to make them stay in bed, he puts Vicks vapor rub on <laughs> yeah, their <laughs> eyelids. <laughs> Because if they open their eyes, it's gonna burn like fucking hell. Oh, jeez, so that's horrible. Oh my god! So, so, so the kids are laying there in bed with their eyes closed, like like, and then the, the one, like the the big sister, the older sister, she gets up and like blindly walks into the bathroom, stumbles and finds a, a washcloth and wipes it off, and then they just start fucking around again. It's like, how'd you get out of bed? How'd you get the fix off? Like, I wiped it off, idiot. But like, it's, it's, a, it's a really funny scene. But why would you do that? <laughs> like voluntarily? Why would you put so? Mint, Burt's beeswax. Uh, like, what? What is it? It enhances your high, the origin, bro. Yeah, let me just <laughs> let me just say, dude. All I know, definitely not, dude. What the fuck? All I know is we were doing it in clubs at Penn State in the basement. I was so fucking drunk, and we just we just liked it. I don't know. I don't it know. It it's a you, feeling. It's a feeling. It gets you feeling. so close to death. Dude, that everything after that feels dude, so good. I, I wish there was some. There's some smart way to wrap this up and bring it in for the viewers. But fuck it. This is I'm your closure. I'm so glad I'm older than you guys because the most fucked up things thing we do when we were kids was 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 whippets you know just get the can of whipped cream and exactly. Dude, that's not, like his f that's like the, the, the most degenerate thing we ever did and like my mom got really mad when like she bought, she bought whipped cream for like to make pies for, for christmas or whatever and you know goes to use them the next day and it just comes out yeah. it comes out like soup because <laughs> it looks no, like uh, there's no nitrous in the can anymore it just comes out like soup uh, you know <laughs> you know she was uh, so mad. It's like, How'd you go through all that whipped cream in one night? Oh, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know. know. Good stuff. I don't know. It's late. That's I don't know. Okay, wait. I actually have. I actually have a real question for okay. you. <laughs> that was a real question though, because I actually am going to ask myself about B. That that got out of hand <laughs> real quick. Oh yeah. No, but so okay. Could have been you, worse. All right. So you're two years old. Mm -hmm. You spend your entire life just playing. Music from uh, Bible Times. No, it was happening. Right? <laughs> no, it was happening. It was happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you do all that stuff, right? Chopin was in the Bible. When <laughs> somewhere in the back. Did you? Did you actually? When you came to New Jersey, was that the first time you actually started like playing with people, other than just like being in like a pit orchestra, maybe or something like that? So truly, or like when you were in high school, did you maybe like fuck around with some people? Yeah, I tried, but it was always like this thing where I wanted to do these ambitious projects. I wanted to do this other stuff. Let me tell you a story. No, should I? Maybe. Okay. Tell me um, whatever story you want. I'm just there's Every a guy. Story you I'm have so is mad at this one guy because my my mom was just bringing this up. Um, he was a friend of mine, and like we were we were set to play Come Sail Away this for my high school. Yeah, high school, school for my for my senior year. I never wanted to do the talent show. I was like, I was just I was kind of an asshole. I was just really like, oh, I got to be a loner pianist. I don't know. But anyway, so I, we worked so hard on Come Sail Away, and then the day of the fucking talent show, he's like, I'm going to go play in a guitar trio. We're going to do Dave Matthews. We're going to do Dave Matthews. You're not bitter about this, are you? I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And it sounded horrible. One of the guys he was in the trio with ended up leaking one of my friend's girlfriends at the time. like, nude. She said, just horrible people. Like, fuck Gross. you. Fuck, every, fuck him. We could have done Come Sail Away. There would have been none of that shit. So, that, so in other words, three three douchebags with with acoustic guitars playing Crash. Yeah, literally. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I wish a car would. You don't even have that. And no, nobody on bass either. Right? Nope. Hell fucking idiots. Are you kidding me? The are one you guitar part what's, is what's already it? fine. You don't need two other people. No, no it, 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 it was just contrived, um, redundant bullshit. And so, but to that point, so, so it sounds I like you, had a, you wanted to do and it. And Come Sail Away is like springtime fresh. So basically. What I'm getting from one, this. One, 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 with the four and five. Anyway, that's, okay. so it sounded like you really wanted to do it, but it just obviously wasn't working out because of the people you were around. And also, I was a very immature, sensitive piece of shit. 
when I was growing like if I knew myself back oh, in the day, I would yeah. probably oh, put my were. elbow in the back of my skull and I, just try if, to kiss if myself too. I could too. a physical embodiment <laughs> of myself as a child, it would just be a vagina. Wow. So you just <laughs> you, wanna... were, you were a bit of a pussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was a pussy. A bit of a pussy. But no, I, you were like a yeah. like you were like a full blown like you know flapping in the breeze like. <laughs> yeah, you. No, I was. I was. A bit you were. Of a pussy, you yeah. were a little scared to jump. You were a little scared to try new things. Yeah, and I, I was kind of too because of the way I was educated. It was just like you're a loner. You got to do this, and so and it was hard for me and, to and, listen. And plus, Catholic. So uh, it's, it's, you know, I had a personality. Apparently, like, that's against the eleventh commandment. You're, you're not, you're not, not, like, you're not allowed to think for yourself it, it, in a Catholic it, church. It, it takes mm. an entire childhood to get over being Catholic. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. and well, a little it, bit of your adulthood. It took. It took me till I was twelve. Right before confirmation classes. Oh, <laughs> Dude, Topher Ruin, you, you know Topher? Uh, we've met. Yeah, yeah. His, his mom told him once, she's like, you got to get confirmed. And he told her, he goes, why would you embarrass me like that? He said <laughs> in, front of the, in front of the church and he didn't get confirmed. I, I That's hilarious. I, uh, I, I took like the first two confirmation classes and, and I came home from class and I looked at my dad. I'm like, do I really have to do this bullshit? And he goes, I mean, if you don't want to, you don't got to do it. Damn, that's a nice and dad, then, though. Oh, he, well, he was. Oh, he, he had, Johnny. My, awesome fa- my, my father, awesome my father's Great relationship with the Catholic Church was <laughs> he was an altar boy who got like if, if and if, this was in the 50s and early 60s. So like he, they had to wear they had to either be wearing white gloves when handling anything to cat, yeah. or or it would have to be wrapped in cloth. Yeah. So my dad's thumb, bare thumb hit the edge of the the plate with the communal wafers yeah and in the middle of mass the priest just whips him with a metal rod are you fucking serious that's the story he told me <sighs> so like that's that was his relationship with the catholic church we I'm went so to, happy we went I'm to Protestant. church just because <laughs> holy we, fuck we went well, to i guess well we went we went to church just to kind of appease my mother yeah and that's yeah, why yeah, we yeah, all yeah, did yeah, like yeah. you know and and then but when i st- when i said i was like i don't want to do this my mother cried damn because we're, you know, it's not, even, it's not even that she's even that Catholic. It's that it's it's the keeping up appearances thing. Oh, okay. If, you yeah, know, yeah, all yeah, our yeah, neighbors yeah. are going to church. If we don't go to church, what's wrong yeah, with the kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is everything okay over there? My mom went through a very similar <laughs> yeah. thing. Even being Protestant, like, you, what was it's funny keeping was, up like, appearances. I, I really, like, I, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Like, I was really terrified of... Church. church. Like, <laughs> I was very scared of it. Well, no one, no one wants like to get when I, when I, when church, I, when church I, when is I, scary. No, oh, they're no, all no, no different languages. Me, no, honestly, 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 this is real talk. Like, even, like, just, pro- like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Protestants are, like, Christians that, like, don't go all the way. Like, even with these people. <laughs> like, I would, be, I would, like, ask them very valid questions and they'd be like, well, no, that's not how that works. Like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, so Protestants what? or Catholics, like they, they look at little kids, but they won't touch little kids. They don't. Christ, no. All right. So, anyways, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, I actually, my, my, I'm directly related to Martin Luther, the guy who split the Catholic Church. Get October the fuck 3rd. out yeah, of here. Really? My, oh my God, they, they did like... You uh, know, that doesn't surprise me. Dude, I'm a revolutionary. <laughs> I want to take the norm and break it in the hopes of making it right again. He died thinking he fixed the church and not, not made a subsidiary. <laughs> yeah. Split it into five oh. factions and oh. they're all fucked. Oh my God. We could talk. There's so I got, much I would love to I've talk got, about. I've got one more quick question course, before, we, yeah. before we wrap up part one here. Um, so, since, you, since you've been to Jersey, you've been here about three years, um... Like yeah, what's like a couple of the most recent projects that you've worked on? Like what? Like Word. of of the of the most recent projects that you've worked on, 
like pick two that were just like yeah yeah he's got okay. one that's like the coolest thing ever you should yeah. talk about it so uh, I mean first one the first one that was cool was that um, I finally just had the confidence to submit some of my original work to some competitions that I never thought I'd win and I actually ended up placing in the 27th uh, Vienna International Competition for my piano suite that's huge for me I just I mean it, validation Vienna. all kinds of stuff yeah Optum, just like baby. that yeah <laughs> they were <laughs> never, not an American on that panel like what did you write is it Hans Zimmer <laughs> but uh, it's, so uh, it's the second thing which is like way more like I mean relatable and cool is I got to do Pink Floyd's The Wall yes I'm so yes. excited about this because I I was, so, won, hap- I was, I was like, so happy that you guys did that Dan Baldan was part yes, of it dude, Sharon was co- there dude. and oh, the whole gang was real cool the, like, the gang was all there <laughs> I felt so bad like Dan even offered to get me tickets at a discount yeah but I, yeah, I, had, yeah. I had a gig that that uh that night, so I, I just that's a lot, yeah. And, and, and I was just talking. We were, I was outside with with Andrew Snyder after yeah. just just now talking, and we were talking about the Pink Floyd deal. He's like, "Why weren't you there?" I was like, "I had a gig." Yeah, oh, of course you did. Yeah, because that's it's like the curse it's of being a musician. Is. Anytime you get invited somewhere, you're, you're working too. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm missing Christmas Eve with my family because I've got a gig on Christmas Eve. Yeah. By the way, I'll be at Mr. Krabby's on Christmas Eve. Hey, there you go. Come playing, on out, and Randolph. Playing from seven to ten. Playing all your holiday favorites, <laughs> and even the ones you don't want to hear. Anyway. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you know what? You know what? I would love to add to that. Actually, if I could be a little cheesy for a second, is like it's always really good to be around people who are ambitious and actually do something about it. Because this guy, I mean, I've known you for what, like two, two and a half years, yeah, yeah. maybe. The entire time I've known him, this was always like a thing. I was obsessed with the wall. You know, I really was obsessed with the wall. That's great because, like, yeah. I love the guy. Great fucking record. I love the guy. I mean, he's a really talented <laughs> dude, but like, he would just say it all the time, and you know, I'm a dick. Like, <laughs> Why yeah, did okay. you kill it? Whatever, Pete. <laughs> and like two and a half years later, I'm sitting in an auditorium, completely sold out. Like, yeah, you guys, you guys sold full. out. Like, oh, and I'm yeah. sitting there, and I'm like, the motherfucker did it. Yeah, and that's awesome. Right? Thanks for and being like, a part of that. Dude. Guys, well, you know, I dude, dude, and I, got, I didn't do anything. <laughs> either, either, either we're part. You of, either, fucking either. did it, man. And like, you know, I'll be honest with you because I've been, I have, I have an EP coming out, and like, I remember like the next day, I like went in and I started doing some more mixing, and That's it's like it's, it's just about. inspiring. Empower and when you watch Empower. people that say something and they do it. Like it's just the most important thing to be around people. Absolutely. Like that. It's just the best well, energy a- in the world. A- ambition's one of those things. You can either be crushed by it or you can ride it. My dad told me. If you wanna you wanna you wanna be ambitious and you always wanna govern yourself, under promise, over deliver. Every time. Yeah, that's All really I said advice. was advice. I wanna no, do the wall. Really great. I really wanna do advice. the wall. I, I just wanna do I kept saying I wanna do the wall. I, I didn't wanna say I wanted to do it for a sold out show. I didn't wanna say I wanna do it with all my friends and all this stuff, but all that stuff happened and I over delivered that with the help of other people well, because if you, if you did it by yourself <laughs> I'd be fucking it'd be you know a brick <laughs> yeah in the wall <laughs> it takes a village yes. to, to put something like that together something that ambitious yeah. is what you boys did I and have like, to and yeah. ladies um, oh yeah I, I want to give a quick thank uh, just a really big shout out to Sharon Brackemans thank you for being my co-director and putting so much energy in it thank you Christine letting him sleep on your couch too. <laughs> 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 Christine and Karen gave us their houses all these musicians were just trekking in there giving so much time and they knew they'd never be fiscally compensated for it like we gave, we paid them but I mean it's like for oh, what they really gave line. so we got, we, got, we, got, we got Dave Benson we got Dave Benson who else we got we got Wayne we got Wayne Lyle we had John Sauer on drums we had Mark Kaufman on percussion John McCormick on uh, other guitar. He, him and Dave really oh, took care of business. Great. Oh, dude, they crushed it. Dude. Sharon, uh, Dave Drew, really good. 
Uh, Drew Nagel on keys. Him. Drew Nagel is insane. Dude, he's he he's so insane. Where did that guy come brilliant. from? I never met. I Yo, never met he's him. in a Pink Floyd cover band. He was introduced he was to great. me. Which band? Uh, I, uh, he was great. I can't remember. Uh, Drew Nagel. That sounds really familiar. Dude, he he's you've seen around me with Brian Drux. He's he's, he's working. Okay. He's really so good, then we had Dawn Patrick Shaw on violin singing. We had Karen. Uh, we had Christina for for vocals and uh, Dan Baldan. Yep, Dan Baldan was in there, and then I'm think I'm missing something. Me, that was it. you were there. Yeah. Was that <laughs> you were there. You were there. Was I there? <laughs> when you were young, <laughs> dude. I'm so, telling you. Um, are, are you working on any? Like, are you working on any original stuff now? Yeah. So um, excellent. I, I I actually got my first um, actual commission of a strings piece that I performed. Uh, and uh, or well, I didn't perform. It, it is being performed in Pennsylvania through the String Ensemble, through fr- connections I made at Penn State. Right on. Um, Daniel Colalello is uh, my teacher. Very good friends um, with a lot of people who I'm just starting to matriculate upwards. And he and he know he, he just he knows people who uh, basically I, I've been working harder than ever to get my ducks in a row. So if you just if you're if you're a musician, you're out there and you want to you want to change something about your routine, your life. Uh, just, just sincerely start with yourself. A lot of people like to look and point and blame and environment and stuff, and I did that for years. I very much did. Just find one thing. Anthony used this. I will give that to him. That's that's something he told me that I like. Is what is one thing you can do today to change your life for tomorrow? And and and, and it's it, it it means you have to reflect. It means you have to really soul search and be and be honest with yourself. And then it, it, we're we're in a we're in a society. I believe where. Um, you know, dichotomies and relationships are very much. You know, if you don't have a phone in your hand, if you don't have a, a mm. if you're not doing a drug, if you don't have a cigarette, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a boyfriend, whatever. Uh, so, so um, music is really a solo journey, and your partner is the medium through your expression. It really is. So, to, if you you want to you want to make a difference, you want to change, you, you you find out. Be honest with yourself. Who are you? What do you want to do? And just start from there. What's one thing you can do? Is it just practicing for ten more minutes a day? Is it Maybe listening to a song that you wouldn't have. Is it um, whatever you know? Whatever. Just, yeah. just, just pick one thing and do it, people. You, yeah. you, you can do it. Well, on that point, on that note, why don't you pick one song mm-hmm. and you'll play it? Okay, and, that, and that'll be the end of part one. Absolutely. Sound good? Yeah, very Sound good. good. Very good. You feel good, Con? Yeah, and then we'll shoot you. Yes. <laughs> I hope no, so. we'll do part two. <laughs> part two. <laughs> we'll, we'll and you. and it, we're not going to shoot you. It's sloppy. It's messy. <laughs> I, I didn't get. I, I got tarps, but I didn't get a lot of tarps. So, dude, I, just, I won't tell you how we're gonna kill you. Oh, it's a surprise. You're gonna, gonna love gonna it. Be awesome. You're gonna tie it. around the balls, pull till they come off, and have I breathe eaten, out. Have you ever eaten? Oh, uh, have you ever good. had arsenic? I should have thought of that. Have you ever had arsenic? <laughs> oh. Um, no. Well, you have now, oh, and that's part oh, one, boys and girls. You good, Pete? Tyler, boy. Cheers.
Put your hands together, kids. Put your hands together. Yeah. Very handsome. That was a beautiful rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody. Very handsome. And it's not the first time I heard you play it either. Because uh, you, you've been, uh, you recorded it with Blaine. Yes, I did actually, and Bl so I Blaine has been a rabbit's foot for me. He fixed my microphone. Yo, he he's very very savvy. He's, he's really good. He is. He actually, oh, we recorded uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, I submitted it for a Queen fan thing, and it actually got picked. It did. Yeah, no, yeah, so it, it's like showed it, up. It, it got it got picked. Yeah, yeah, but awesome. there's like 300 fans. But yeah, it's I know. Still, it's still cool to be to, part of that project. It was yeah. a really cool project. Very I, like, sexy. I, he showed me like because he he was really proud. He was really chuffed about what he put together with all oh, the multiple yeah. multiple camera angles. And, the, and his dog kept knocking shit over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love Callie. <laughs> she's a sweet dog. But she is boy, very sweet. She's, she just, she's, she's like a good 80 pound dog, yeah. and she thinks she weighs like 10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she twists like she dogs, weighs though. five. They're, oh, she's got so much pep. Yeah. Uh, she, you, you, if, if you ever get the chance to go by Blaine's shop, and, and you, you, you're going to be molested totally by Callie. You, you will be molested <laughs> by Callie. Her snap, it's worth it. her snap will be <laughs> all up in your gooch. Oh. Whether you like it or not, mm -mm. but uh, but yeah. So this I got is some stories for you, Nick. Dylan's just, <laughs> Dylan's just breathing. In can the you microphone. show me on the, on the? Can you show me on the doll where the dog sniffed you? <laughs> <laughs> my, my we, we have my to butt. get a, we have to get a new doll in the, in the studio, Big. by the way. But yeah, so kids, that that this has been part uh part uh part one mm -hmm. with Pete Pavilion. Thank hey, you buddy. for having me. Thanks guys. for thanks for being here, dude. And uh, so here. so stay tuned for uh, for part two. Yep. You good? Yes, sir. Uh, you good? I'm Cut. good. Dill, you good? Yeah, I'm you good. boys are hot. You ready to mm. die, Pete? No, we're gonna kill him after episode two. Jeez, yeah. Oh, whoops. It's okay. We'll get him. We'll reanimate him for part two. <laughs> Folks, you've been listening to You Good, hosted by Nick Kina and produced by me, Dylan Jacobus. Intro and outro music written, recorded, and performed by the very same fellas. And as always, this show is brought to you by the Original Music School. Your one-stop shop for lessons, production, and recordings such as this. Be sure to follow you good on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Music, and Google Play. And please give us five stars. And thank your lucky stars. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest and brand new tunes for your ears to enjoy. Stay safe, don't talk to strangers, and tune in next time for You Good? You Good. <laughs>